Welcome to Goblin Entertainment. I'm Rob Hoffman. I will be your solo host for this Monday, April 11th, 2016 episode. The music in the background is Shell Shock Lullaby with the song Backwards. You can check out their outstanding stuff at www.shellshocklullaby.com. This most wonderful episode is sponsored by Valor Infinity Studios. You can check out their awesome stuff at www.valorinfinitystudios.com. Well, peeps, did you miss me? Because I missed you. We were off at uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con last episode, special episode that uh, posted yesterday was uh, kind of an overview of that. Uh, hopefully that was semi-helpful to you. We'll be doing uh, other stuff like that. Uh, There's still a new process of getting the whole uh, podcast experience down and ramping up our shows. And eventually we'll get uh, some special guests on here, uh, some additional co-hosts and all that fun stuff. Uh, we're learning as we go. Um, we'll enhance it. It'll get better. I promise. I swear. Please, baby, come back to me. Um, anyway, all right, so getting back with our regular program, all things science, science fiction, fantasy, and everything else under the sun, we'll dive right into it. In the uh, interesting article that uh, was out there that noticed that was published on uh, April 4th, 2016 by the MIT Technology Review, titled The Rogue Immune Cells That Wreck the Brain. Bess Stevens thinks that she solved a mystery behind brain disorders such as Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. Her workers raised a provocative suggestion that brain disorders could somehow be triggered by our own bodily defenses gone bad. This is a really interesting premise. This article I will post on the website for you to read further. Um, again, I just skim the surfaces of the different articles and things that you see out there that uh, seem to be pretty interesting. The purpose of this is for you to go out there and read it yourself. Why? Because you need to be informed of what's going on in your world. Uh, far too much, I think, we take information for granted. You need to go out there and you need to read it yourself and you need to verify it. Um, there's some really neat stuff happening in our world, and I think we get, uh, you know, flooded by information out there. And uh, so this is just picking out, nitpicking, I guess, if you want to call it that, some uh, pretty neat stuff that's available out there and just kind of keeping up with the science and science fiction and fantasy and comics and, you know, pretty much everything nerdy industry and some stuff here and there and general opinions and, I don't know, miscellaneous ramblings and what have you. Uh, but this is a really great article, uh, again, by the MIT Technology Review, talking about Best Stevens' research. You can uh, check out the link at the website or go to MIT Technology Review to read it yourself. It is pretty fascinating, and it could have some pretty major implications, especially on Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. If uh, you have uh, any family or friends that have been diagnosed with these diseases, they're pretty severe, pretty major. Um dealt with it firsthand in my life with uh you know close ones loved ones and uh you know uh hopefully this will produce some breakthrough stuff within uh within the field itself so read the article it's uh it's worth your time all right if you haven't heard yet uh jk simmons is playing commissioner gordon um, so there's an article in Cinema Blend out on Gary Oldman's advice to J.K. Simmons on playing Commissioner Gordon. And this was done by Matt Wood, again under Cinema Blend. 
It uh, was recently reported that Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons, uh, who graduated from University of Montana, by the way, if you didn't know that, uh, would be playing Commissioner Jim Gordon in the new DC Cinematic Universe and will be making his first appearance in Justice League Part 1. In an interview with Yahoo Movies, Gary Oldman offered some friendly advice to Simmons about the nature of the Gordon character. So this article essentially goes into the advice that he offered, um, you know, Gary Oldman to J.K. Simmons about playing Commissioner Gordon. And let's face it, Gary Oldman did a great job as Commissioner Gordon in the newer Batman movies. I loved his character personally. Um, You know, so... This is a good article that goes into that. I'm excited to see how J.K. Simmons handles it. Um, He's a great actor, and I personally like him. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how all that comes out, Um, especially with the Superman versus Batman and kind of, you know, I guess depending on what your perspective was, whether it was a good movie or the catastrophe uh, that uh, it... I don't know, kind of was or is, uh, which leads us into the next article that I'll be posting on the website. The boss starring Melissa McCarthy edges out Batman versus Superman at the box office, which was reported by the Associated Press on April 10th, 2016. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's new movie, The Boss, actually topped Batman versus Superman at only its third week out with a $23.5 million debut. Now, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I don't think that's very good news for Batman versus Superman, especially as big and bold as they were making it out to be. Um, now, I'm, I'm trying to reserve my judgment because I have not gone and seen it yet, and I know that's bad on me because usually I'm the first out to see these, but I'm going to be honest with you, I was a little discouraged with the Rotten Tomatoes initial review of it and then some friends that i've talked to that i really value their opinions did not like it and that's concerning me a lot um but i do know i need to go see it in the movie theater myself and judge for myself and i will say oh i don't know i guess we'll see i have high hopes for suicide squad but when it comes to the dc movies i I don't think they're as good as the marvel movies to be honest with you and I know I'll get some booze out there, um, but I do have high hopes for the Suicide Squad. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Batman versus Superman still has uh, some time out there to make up money, and, and we'll see what the end uh, result is and, and what the actual fan ratings are because, you know, you don't put a lot of stock into what the critics say because a lot of times they're just blowing it out their butts. But, uh, you know. We'll see what happens, but it's definitely not good news for the movie when you're getting blown out by uh, the boss starring Melissa McCarthy, which I do love her, and I love her movies, Um, but I would think that Batman vs. Superman would be doing uh, much better than that, so probably not a good sign of things to come for that movie. Um, So this is a local story, um, actually based off of K-Pax, but I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to start mentioning... uh, here and there, uh, things uh, related to veteran well- health and wellness. Um, this uh, local guy out of Missoula, Montana, is uh, starting a walk for veteran suicide awareness. And I think this is important to bring up because sui- uh, veteran suicides affect a lot of people. And, you know, they seem to be happening a lot more and more frequently. And, you know, something needs to be done. 
And so uh, Sunday morning, uh, Missoula veteran Josh Morrison, this last Sunday, started a 22-mile walk to raise awareness for high levels of veteran suicides across the nation. Um, So I'm going to post the uh, link to this article. It's, uh, again, on uh, kpax.com. And it's a great story just talking about how this uh, veteran, Josh Morrison, is highlighting veteran suicide. Um, You know, all of us are linked to veterans somehow, whether you are a veteran or your siblings are veteran, your parents, sons, daughters, um, everybody knows them, you know, and, and the nice thing about it is a lot of things that are outlined can be taken away or just not only for veterans, but they can be cross applied to anybody in there. Suicide is a major topic, no matter where you fall doesn't matter somebody can be going through the signs and symptoms of it it's important to know what to look for and yes you can do something about it so get out there educate yourself and you can potentially save lives especially those lives of people that are important to you because let's face it we're all going through our own battles so get out there and educate yourself check out this wonderful article on this individual that's trying to bring more education to people, especially on uh, veteran suicide. Outstanding article. All right. So getting into a little bit of the nerdy kink, there was a great article on Ranker.com. Um, well, I don't know if you classified it as an article, more like a list of 17 grown-up comics that definitely aren't for kids. So they list 17 various uh, comics that were pretty fantastic, if you've read them. I don't know how else to uh, describe that, but I know that I've enjoyed uh, a bunch of them. Some of them being The Bomb Queen, or Bomb Queen, Sin City, Love Sin City, Heavy Metal, uh, Lost Girls, and then a bunch of others. Um, So again, I'll post the link. Check it out. You can go in there. If you haven't been on Ranker.com, it's pretty neat. You go in there, you can rank yay or nay, and it affects the levels that uh, all the different comics are ranked at. Pretty neat system that they have on there. So get on there, rank them yourselves if you've read them. Um, But, you know, it was nostalgic to go back and look at some of them, Uh, especially remember being younger and in the Army. I'll admit it, I bought heavy metal a lot, and enjoyed reading Sin City as well, but I think Heavy Metal was probably my all-time favorite. And even starting with the initial movie that they did, and then the follow-up movie Fact 2, which is pretty good. I mean, let's face it, Heavy Metal was fantastic. In fact, I think I'm going to have to go back and watch that again. It's been a while since I've seen it. But uh, check it out. 17 grown-up comics that are definitely not for kids. Seems like there's more and more of those coming out lately, and a lot more towards the mature theme. You could almost call it the golden age of comics for adults. It's kind of nice on how they're coming out with more and more mature things that way. Um, But anyway, I digress. All right. A couple articles by Scientific American. Another great go-to. You should subscribe to them if you don't. They have outstanding articles. Uh, First one, big news, especially for all you tiger enthusiasts out there. Wild tiger populations are increasing for the first time in a century. So for the first time in a hundred years, wild wild tiger populations are increasing. The number of wild tigers has risen nearly 3,900 thanks to enhanced protections and conservation commitments. So I'll post this link on there. You can go in there and read the story in full. 
But for all you people out there that are like, conservation, bullshit, you know what? You guys can go screw yourselves because it's shown to work. And if we don't do something about all these various species that are on the brink of extinction, we're going to lose them. And that's on us. So if you're not into that, you can go screw yourself because personally, I like tigers. I like tigers a lot. So this is great news out there. Um, So great article. Go to Scientific American. Read it. Pretty fascinating. And then on another one. And no, I'm not just on a uh, super liberal kick here as far as saving the world, though I do think we do need to save the world and at least take care of it. Um, I will say that this one was an interesting article for me because I'm going to be honest. I was completely ignorant to this article. Um, This one was titled, People Still Don't Get the Link Between Meat Consumption and Climate Change. Uh, this was, uh, again, a Scientific American article. This is by Anik DeWitt. This was published on April 11th, 2016. Um, over the last decade or so, the media have slowly but steadily fed the public information about the staggering impact of our meat-eating habits on the environment and on climate change in particular. For instance, one recent study found that global transition towards low-meat diets could reduce the cost of climate change mitigation by as much as 50%, 50%, by 2050, from scientific reports and articles in magazines to viral Facebook videos to documentaries like Cowspiracy and Meat of Truth, the news about exorbitant contrib- or contribution of a carnivorous to the greenhouse problem is clearly spreading. This article had a lot of really good information, and to be honest with you, I didn't know the majority of it that was in it. So I'm going to post a link on there get in there check it out i didn't even realize there was a link between meat consumption and climate change and i'll admit i'm a huge carnivore i love my meat as far as eating it you know in the way of actually eating it and not anything sexual you perverts so get it out of your head but great article read it inform yourself again ignorance is not bliss all right um let's see here where are we now all right, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Remember this hit in the 90s? Loved the show so much. Ooh, there were so many hotties on it. It was a great show. Uh, Tickled had 32 fascinating behind-the-scenes facts about Buffy the Vampire Slayer for all you uh, Buffy followers out there that love the show. That'd actually be a pretty good show to bring back, I would think. Out of all the stupid remakes that they're making now, you would think that they would do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're in charge of this crap, remake Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Why not get on that kick? That'd be cool. Anyway, so they had 32 fascinating facts, behind the scenes facts. Um, I'll read two of them here for you, but you need to go to uh, Tickled and read them yourselves. These were actually super fascinating. Um, The title does not uh, disappoint. Uh, Number three... Joss Whedon wanted to increase paranoia by making the vampires look like normal humans until it's time to feed and they transform into monsters. He wanted them to very clearly look like monsters, though to ensure a certain level of fantasy on the show, it took one hour and 20 minutes to apply the facial prosthetic and just as long to remove it after filming. That's pretty fascinating. It was pretty cool how they would change back and forth. Personally, my favorite vampire on that show was Spike. I really like Spike a lot. 
Boy, I'm going to have to go back here and watch that show again. I need a lot more time. Um, and then fact number six out of 32, and I started a little bit further down on the list. I didn't want to read like number one or two and blow it for you right off the bat. Um, but number six, Sarah Michelle Geller originally auditioned for Cordelia, and the casting directors loved her stuck-up interpretation of the character. They never considered her for Buffy because she was too smart and grounded and not enough of a misfit. The network convinced them that she was a star and was better leading the show than any of the other actors. That's pretty interesting. It would have been kind of neat. Well, I wouldn't say neat. It would have been interesting if she would have got the Cordelia role instead of Buffy. She did a really great job as Buffy. And Cordelia was super hot and bitchy, so... I think that turned out great for everybody, especially for teenage boys at the time watching the show. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, I'll have that link uh, posted on the website for you. Um, you can check out 30, the all 32 fascinating uh, behind-the-scenes facts. Uh, if you love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you could check it out. And then when you're getting drunk at a party or you're at a Comic-Con or something, you could bust out some facts and be like, wham, check that shit out. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Buffy, y'all. Anyway. All right. So for all you Game of Thrones fans, uh, HBO just released a new trailer, uh, giving a sneak peek of what we're in for for season six. Um, so, uh, Wired, Angela Watercutter released an article, uh, on April 11th, which is yeah today, right? Yep. <laughs> today. Ooh, long day. Um, so talks about how the season ended and, and what to look forward in the future. But unfortunately it looks like Jon Snow is still dead. No. Oh, I don't know if I can do another season to be honest with you. I think I need freaking therapy after the end of last season after every freaking season what all right i have to digress here for a second because if you're like me you watch all these tv shows to escape from reality right and and that was the great thing about like buffy the vampire slayer it was fun it was upbeat there are lots of hotties in it both men and women for whatever you prefer and um you know it was great that way and it was fun killing, you know, fun killing vampires and vampires, fun killing humans. And it was great all the way around that way. But man, with Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, it doesn't feel like you have to have a freaking counselor on speed dial at the end of the episode because you feel so traumatized. And oh, I'll tell you what, I'm starting to get sick of it. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be continuing on in Walking Dead or Game of Thrones after all these great characters that you get invested in and they're getting killed and they're getting like not regular killed but like brutally killed. I don't know if I can take it anymore to be honest with you but at the same time it's like crack. I can't stop watching this shit and then I just want to uh, like I just need it and need it and need it and need it and it's like when the next season gonna come out but at the same time, it's starting to wear a little thin on me. I don't know about you, but for me, ooh, I think the uh, season finale of Walking Dead finally did it for me. I, I might be broken now for all this stuff. I don't know if I can do it anymore. But anyway, well, I guess I can because I went through and I watched the new trailer. And I got excited about Game of Thrones because I'm talking about it right now. Oh, shit. Anyway. So the new trailer's up there. I post a link to the Wired article on it, and they've got the trailer on it and some other stuff uh, talking about season six of uh, Game of Thrones. Watch at your own peril. 
Um, we'll see. You know, I sincerely hope that Jon Snow is back because I don't know if I can live with it if he's not and keep watching. But at the same time, who knows? And it's the same with Walking Dead. Who knows who they killed off? You know, if it's Daryl, I don't think I can keep watching. Who knows? Oh, but I do know that I'm going to need counseling if this if I keep watching this crap because it's getting worse and worse. Um, I'm going to have to start picking out some fun-loving TV shows to counterbalance all this freaking trauma from a lot of these other series. Though, I will say that a good offshoot is uh, Z Nation. Um, like I talked about in the last podcast, those actors were fantastic to me. And so I'd only gotten through half of season one, and then I got busy with other stuff. But after I met them, I got super psyched about the series again. And so I went back and started watching it from the beginning again. And I have to say, I love the show. And I got a lot farther in it now. And it's it's great because it's kind of corny meets some Walking Dead aspects meets, I don't know, a whole bunch, you know, sci-fi, Sharknado craziness meets... All kinds of its own uniqueness. I love Z Nation. So, um, you know, it's kind of an offshoot one that is great to watch to counterbalance some of this other stuff. But I'm also going to have to, I don't know, maybe watch some other stuff that is happy. I don't know. I'll have to figure something out. If I figure that out, I'll let you know what it is because I'm not sure where I'm going with that. All right. Series Spotlight. Um, I got the, uh, pleasure of going down and being able to meet a lot of the people that were involved with Star Trek Renegades. Um, Star Trek Renegades was a pilot that was done for a new uh, web series, uh, a few months ago. And, uh, it was really well done. It was, uh, done by, it was, a uh, kind of a, well, all right, let me just jump into it. Um, Star Trek Renegades uh, off of their site when a seemingly unstoppable new enemy threatens the very existence of Earth Admiral Pavlov Chekhov played by Walter Cohen is forced to work outside the boundaries of Starfleet's roles to combat this deadly new foe when planet after planet winks out of existence yet Starfleet refuses to act Chekhov turns to Commander Tuvok Tim Ross who also directs the new head of Starfleet's covert operations division section 31 Together, they assemble a new elite strike force consisting of rogues, outcasts, criminals led by fearless yet haunted Lexa Satan. And, and just to go over, I'm going to post the link at um, on the site. You can go to YouTube and watch the first full pilot. It's a great series. You know, it's uh, the pilots on there. They're getting ready to film. Uh, the second episode, I believe in December, I'm going to get uh, some more information on all this for you, but they're currently funding uh, for episode, or they're currently raising the funding for episode two They in episode three. They did a big uh, uh, crowdfunding deal, and then they're doing additional support, uh, which you can go to the StarTrekRenegades.com site and donate. They have some really great, uh, I don't want to call it prizes, but you know, you can pay money and get like a com badge or uh, phasers and all kinds of great stuff for the DVDs and um, signed stuff from the cast members and all kinds of awesome stuff. So if you like Star Trek and you like the older Star Trek um, storylines and like Voyager and Star Trek Next Generation and kind of a mixture of it, 
this is the stuff for you. And I think as it gets developed more and more, it's only going to get better. They have a lot of great of the old, uh, great older cast members from the different series signing on for it. So I'm excited about it. As it gets more and more developed, I think it's going to be great. Um, so I've got some stuff in the mix that will hopefully uh, work out with them that will be able to broadcast in the future with this. Um, I was fortunate enough to go down and actually uh, shoot the red carpet event with it. And the, some of those pictures are on the Valor Infinity Studio site under photography. You can check those out. Um, and then uh, hopefully in the future again, uh, we'll have kind of a thing that I can develop and talk about with the episode two shoot um, coming in the near future. We'll see. Um, but check it out. Star Trek Renegades is the series spotlight for this episode. Again, you can check it out at StarTrekRenegades.com. And then I'll post the link on the website for the uh God, or uh, yeah, for this podcast. All right, Oof. long day. Book spotlight is Mission to Mars by Buzz Aldrin, which was introduced at the Salt Lake City Comic Con. Legendary space statement statesman Buzz Aldrin speaks out as a vital advocate for the continuing quest to push the boundaries of the universe as we know it. As a pioneering astronaut who first set foot on the moon during mankind's first landing of Apollo 11 and as an aerospace engineer who designed an orbital rendezvous technique critical to future planetary landings, Aldrin has a vision and in this book he plots out the path he proposes taking humans to Mars by 2035. So at com, uh, you can find the Mission to Mars book. It's a great book. You need to read it. For yourself, especially if you're into space exploration and uh, what NASA is looking at as future potential to missions to Mars and Buzz Aldrin's take of all of this, it's an outstanding book. I don't know what else to say about it outside of if you're looking for a good read, this is a good read. So I'll post a link at the uh, at the website for the podcast today. Um, you can access it there, or again. You can go to buzzaldrin.com and uh, slash latest buzz slash mission to Mars book and check it out yourself or just Google it. It's a great read. You won't be sorry. So that pretty much concludes the podcast for uh, April 11th today. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in today. Hopefully this was fairly informational. Getting back to some regular programming. Um, we have some stuff coming up that'll be a little different. Like I said, uh, eventually tune in here to get to uh, some uh, guests that we'll guess we'll bring in for the podcast. Um, get in a little bit of different content other than uh, just bringing you up on some current event type stuff or what's going on in science and science fiction and fantasy and geekdom and all that stuff. Um, and as we grow and get more comfortable with the podcasting stuff we'll branch it out and um you know get better at this so i do want to thank you for listening in i appreciate it and i appreciate you and that's it that's all i got for now so thank you for listening and stay classy goblin listeners that's it for now This is Rob Hoffman signing off for Goblin Entertainment.